Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, welcome back to the Handmade Podcast. Episode 10. We made it. We made it. It only took us like 15 weeks to get here, but it's episode 10. <laughs> uh, I'm Chris Zephyr, Make Everything. I'm here with Paul Pinto and Derek from Malden. And let's get right into it, figure out what we've been doing and where we're going and what's next. Paul, what have you been working on? Um, I've been working on a couple of different Paul, things. Please. I've been working on my I've been working on my wakeboarding, I've been working on my skateboarding, <laughs> and I've been working on um I finally put that staircase in. I installed that yesterday, um, which went really well. It looks really cool. It's definitely an interesting design um it was kind of a pain in the ass to get it in but but i'm happy with the way it came out and i'm really excited to see the way it looks once it's fully painted and it has the um the wood treads on it and i'm going to be doing the stainless rails for it the cable rails so that was good and i have a couple other uh jobs coming up um some little jobs right now and then in about a month there's going to be a really really big job yeah Um, who's doing the treads for those stairs I, i think he's got the gc has um some carpenters that are going to be doing them. I actually think he said he's going to order them from somewhere pre-made maybe. So everything has to be perfect. Yeah. It's outside. It goes up from like the driveway up to the raised, um, actually the structure we installed like a couple months ago where I put the steel being I beams in, in the one column. And then I had to do light gauge, uh, metal framing and they poured the concrete on top of that. And my stair goes right up to that poured concrete, patio and it's sitting on um one of the beams that i put in so that's what i was welding it to oh all right yeah that's really cool yeah it's really nice but, are the uh, uh are the railings going to tie into the treads or are they separately attached to the string if you look at the picture there's stanchions um everything all the railings are inch and a half by half inch material um whether it's mild steel or um, stainless. All the railings are stainless, but the only part that's going to be mild steel, mild steel and painted are the stanchions coming up from the stair. And you could see them on the right-hand side. There's four of them. Those are stubbed up from the stair. And the stainless is just going to attach right to those. And then on all the rest of the house, it's all stainless stanchions that are either going to be core drilled or attached with base plates um, to various different... They're, they're, they're all over the property. So it's like kind of mounted to various different services. Some are up on the roof um, on the second floor that are mounted to wood. Some are going to be mounted to that elevated patio. And then some are going to be core drilled in along the whole, like part of the yard that faces the water. It's like 85 feet or something. So well, I'm just getting ready to start those. We got to do those soon, hopefully. That's exciting. Do yeah. you know what material the stair treads are made out of? Um, They're that, uh, shoot, what did I say last time? Ipe. Ipe. Yeah, that's what yeah. they are, ePay. Yeah. Nice. So it's exciting. Nice but, time, that's, that's great. And you made a giant skateboard. I made a giant skateboard. Um, it's friends. Yeah, for me and my friends. We, we I had my friend Milo come down and help me film, and it was so much better. Like, so, Chris, you got to tell Lewis, give him a couple bucks and have him come <laughs> film you because it's so much faster and so much easier to have someone um, 
film you. And he, I don't even care if I make money on YouTube anymore. Like, I just want to make enough money so I could pay my friend Milo to just film me oh. and just do stuff for fun. Like, that's all yeah. I really want to do with it. I, I, I'm not going to be the next Jimmy DeResta. It's probably not going to happen. I just want to make fun videos every once in a while and just have my friends, like, do fun stuff. So I made the skateboard. I don't know even when I came up with the idea. It was, like, over a year ago. I write stuff down um, in my notes on my phone. I was telling Derek. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had an idea and I wrote it down and I was scrolling through like a couple weeks ago and I'm like, Oh, you know what? I should finally do this. And I ordered a piece of steel tube and I ordered some, I got, I didn't order. I got some plywood from home Depot and I ordered grip tape that's meant for like staircases. So you don't slip. And I put the thing together and it ended up being really fun. It's so crazy to ride though. It's like, it's horrible to ride, but it's fun at the same time. So dangerous. Where, where is it going to go? I have it hanging up on my steel rack right now. It's up at the top oh, rack. Jesus. I might hang it from the ceiling. The best will be when you need that piece of tubing and you're like, oh, oh shit, let yeah. me just take the trucks the off. <laughs> but it's so funny. It's it's impossible. Like you wouldn't think about it, but the momentum, like normally you're on a skateboard and you you're, you weigh a lot more than the skateboard. So you could kind of move the skateboard around. Once this thing gets going, even if it's three miles an hour, you better match the exact speed or else you're going to go flying forwards or flying backwards. Like it doesn't slow down for you, even if it's going two miles an hour. Mm -hmm. It's funny though, but it was cool. I had a lot of fun making the video. Like it was probably the most fun I ever had filming a YouTube video because I was with my friends yeah. and stuff. Who was um, the guy with the vest on? He looked like a construction worker. Was he oh, those you? guys. No, they yeah. were they're just the guys that work at the, at the recycling plant on the, like next door oh, okay. and so they were just walking by and we happened okay. to be filming and they just came walking by and they hopped on yeah. and they started riding it was funny <laughs> that's what i thought that's but, funny. That's funny yeah yeah it was funny but that's that that's i don't awesome. know what else yeah, it's I've funny you know you know my friend mac who's always around oh yeah um, last night i was about to leave the shop and i had forgotten a couple of years ago he bought a an old school like water ski Oh, really? And um, like, you know, like where it have the leather, like kind of bonnet for your foot, like the yeah. leather binding. Yeah. He bought an old school water set of water skis and took one of them and put longboard trucks on it. And uh, oh, he'll like ride funny. around on it from time to time. And last night he showed up on it. And I, I immediately thought of your giant skateboard. And I was like, dude, this thing must be so fast. He's like, it's terrifying. He's like, it's really solid. It's like, but it's like, you know, the wheelbase is so big. You can't really turn. Does you he stand like, on it like a, like a skateboard? Yeah, he rides it like oh, it's a wide enough. How wide is it? Well, it's like maybe six inches wide. It's oh, kind of okay. narrow, but yeah. it's like you know, it's no like, it's not like impossible. Yeah, I was, but uh, I just, yeah, I was thinking about the giant skateboard. You should put a motor on that though. I know I have a boosted board too. That's just been Ooh. sitting in well, the that's corner. Like, that's rare though. You got to keep that boosted board. I know. I think they went out of business. Yeah, COVID. It's crazy. Did they COVID really? Casualty. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. I don't know. Wow, that's crazy. I, I think they were on Boston all the time. I think they were doing something with a scooter and they like dumped a bunch of money into the scooter and then it all kind of went south. I don't know. But then I saw an ad for them. Yeah. The well, I don't day. know. I just went on, I just went on their website and it on Instagram. It, I went on their website and they're open. It doesn't, it's just like, you can order it would no say, way. I thought if they were out of business, maybe they got some, they, they might've gotten some crowdfunding or maybe. something like that. Because I, I know one of my friends who's actually in the video, he said his friend ordered one eight months ago. And it never showed oh. up. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's on. It's been on back order. But Why I was there a way to get those things? Or no, that I don't or? know. There might have been at one point, 
Seems well, I like saw everybody ad- talking those one wheels now. The one wheels see, are big. Yeah, I see those in Boston all the time. But speaking of ads, I got to tell you guys something. I was on, I was on TikTok, one of my favorites, and I see an ad. Man. I got to show you. Yeah, my the pasta queen. Um, I see an ad for, and it says, um, fuel filter. And I look at the thing. I'm like, this is not a fuel filter. And I keep looking at the ad. It's a video, and I because re- I don't know much about guns. But I know a little bit, and it was a mm. suppressor. Yeah, a paid ad on TikTok, and it said, and it said, I'll pull up the picture right now. It said some cheesy line like, "Add this filter, add this filter to your car for like loads more power or something like yeah. that." And it was like someone bought ad space on TikTok, and they're selling suppressors as an oil filter, which I think is like, Derek, is isn't that a crime? Like yeah, making, I would, I, I would think so. So I, I know about this because I have a buddy who's really into guns, and we've talked. So so if so, when you get a suppressor, you need what's called a tax stamp. Uh-huh. The tax stamp is like the the like the serial number registration for the suppressor. Yeah, and depending on what state you live in, you can get one some or you can't. You so can, like, some you can, right? Yeah, yeah in New York, yeah, in New York, Massachusetts, Connecticut, you yeah, can't get no one way. unless unless you're in a certain level of law enforcement. Oh, I see. Um, but in like Texas, you can just buy it. The tax stamps like two hundred and fifty bucks, and it takes about like six months to get the approval. Oh, okay. So that that uh that oil can thing, there are you, yeah you can you can legally buy the adapter that goes from the barrel of a gun to an oil can, but you have to register that adapter as a suppressor. So in like Texas, you could legally have an oil can suppressor. But I've seen oil. This isn't an oil can suppressor. This is a oh, full blown suppressor that they're oh, saying okay. is a fuel filter. I've seen that where they take the oh, oil okay. filter and they shoot a hole yeah, through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is it. like a full blown suppressor. And I keep seeing the ad like every day, like about this suppressor. Does install this fuel filter to make your car full of power? <laughs> Can I don't you imagine? Ever went on TikTok? Nine millimeters of power. TikTok is so it's, it's interesting. It's I don't even horrid, but fantastic. At the I don't same even time. understand it. Like it's just. It's, I don't so, understand reels. Zuckerberg screwed that one up big time. He had a good opportunity to totally steal TikTok, but it's Am I like old? it's. Yeah. Well, you're not as old as. Is, are you older than Chad? Because Chad is a TikTok oh, Chad is like yeah. a TikTok star. Yeah, he's yeah, about he's awesome. doing the renegade on there. He's dancing on there. But um, they like perfectly design it to every person. Like your feed is constantly trying to like keep your attention. Like they just keep hitting you with video after video after video. And if you stay on the video, like if you find something funny and you stay on it, like rewatch it, like another 15 seconds or another 60 seconds, they'll know that you like that type of content and they feed you more of that. It's really crazy. Mm -hmm. But I posted one TikTok and I got like 60,000 views and I tried to post another one. I got like two. So I don't know. Yeah, the first video I ever posted on TikTok got 2 million views. Oh my God. Was it your saw? Yeah, it was the saw. Oh yeah. And then I posted a blacksmithing clip. It got 570,000 views. Wow. And then anything else I posted after that got like 300 views. And I, it's <laughs> it funny make sense. you say that because I was listening to Joe Rogan and you know, Jamie his is like producer. Yeah. He was saying that he's heard that TikTok will, if you post like one, like your first or second yeah, video, they give you like they'll videos. give you a bump yeah. to get yes. you roped yes. in. Yes. They'll That's give you a bump and you'll get like, oh my God, I got 50,000 views. And then the kids start making more and more videos and they just can't get the 50,000 again. But they keep yeah. trying, which is so smart. 
These Chinese yeah, are really I, ahead of the game. I tell you, I, I heard the same thing like a while ago when it first came out because people would get like a million views. I think yeah. Brad Rodriguez was talking about it. But yeah, geez, Chad is like killing it on TikTok, huh? Jesus Christ. How many? I'm, I'm trying to look it up. Like, does it show how many like things he has? Like, can you look Chad? people up? Yeah. Chad has like 85,000. Anyone that's listening, this is Chad from Mancrafting. Um, 89,000 followers. 89.3 thousand followers. And, you know, he does does the whole thing. So my my friend who's a a talent agent, he deals with a lot of music. Chad, uh, if you listen, do one cut in your hair. Your hair is way too long. Do one shaving your beard off. What happens when TikTok gets deleted (laughs) and Chad loses all his followers? Well, that's the thing. Trump's going to take it down. So my my friend, who was a talent agent. When TikTok first came out, every time I would see him, he'd be like, dude, you got to make a TikTok. You got to make TikTok. And I was like, I don't really get it. He was like, listen, just post anything and do the hashtag FYP for your page. (laughs) He was like, just do it. He was like, just do it. He goes, it's blown up. He's like, they're inflating everybody's presence. It's crazy. And all you do, he and I go, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. He goes, you're not supposed to do anything except drive traffic back to your youtube and your instagram he's like that's literally the only point is to just build an audience on it and then eventually when it's not popular anymore everyone will flock back to like the kind of established social media and now that they've been threatening to uh to delete it every time i go to tiktok it's so funny because i see anyone that i follow being like follow me on instagram oh my god they're panicking all these TikTokers, all these 16 year olds that have like a couple million followers are like shitting right now because TikTok, they think is going to get deleted, but yeah, the most popular girl on the app, it lived like a town over from me. Oh, she's that got, girl, yeah. yeah, like Charlie DeMille. She's got eighty-two million followers. <laughs> that's like most bigger than most countries. Followers. That's, a, that's yeah. Sixteen-year-old girl, six point one billion likes. That's just likes. She probably has a hundred billion views. Like. So everyone what, on the what, planet, what does she have on Instagram? Like oh, wow, she has million. 27 Yo, million on Instagram. Crazy. And I don't really know besides doing the little dances, what else she can do. Nothing. I saw, I watched an interview with her and Gary V. Oh, and, Gary V is one of my favorites. And Gary V was like, well, what, Gary, Gary V was like, what do you want to do with this? I and love, she's like, I want to be a dancer. I love the Gary V types of people. Oh, it's that like, oh. His oh the only way he figured out how to get rich is by telling other people how they could get rich. It's like if you're the like if some you're the super, scam in the book. If you're some super businessman, why aren't you like why didn't you start like Apple or like Nike or like some huge country? Like the only thing you could figure out is like to tell a bunch of sixteen year olds on the internet how they can become like entrepreneurs. It's the funniest the, thing to me. The best is the garage sale thing. Oh, the best. And how many people like think now all of a sudden the best. going and buying a box of Derek, baseball you cards. Seen the garage sale thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So he's like, he bought, no, he buys like hot wheels. And yeah. then he's like, look, all these hot wheels are worth like this one I bought for nine cents. It's worth $7. And yeah. like, you're right. You know, like you can micro hustle like that. Yeah. And I, you know, as someone that does a lot of, buying and selling and trying to find interesting ways to make money. How many millions do you have? There are a lot better ways than doing that. Yeah. Really like that does it. That's not building a business. That's just set. That's like making side money. Like you still have to do something. Yeah. 
it's got the right idea. Like, it's not like the messages you're sending out are bad, but I love no. the Instagram, like, entrepreneur. Like, mm-hmm. you get sucked into the – you know when you click on a picture on the public – or what is it called? Like, the popular page on Instagram, and then you start scrolling after that picture, and you get sucked into the same topic? The uh-huh. Instagram, uh-huh. like, finance and, like, uh, entrepreneur zone is so funny to me. Oh, it's it's all these just like I think they're all fake quotes from like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett mm-hmm. and like it's so and Gary V. It's all so yeah. funny. Like see, I don't look at any of that stuff. I don't think I've ever looked oh, at I, any, I I have no idea how to even it comes up on my thing sometimes. Like yeah. I like the ones where it's a picture of a guy standing in front of a private jet and it's like follow his page for his ten tips on how he made his yeah. first million by the time he was eleven. It's like well, what the hell? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's like that guy Ty Lopez. He would he would rent all these oh, houses. He'd rent a house like for like two days in like mm-hmm. uh, like the Hollywood Hills or like Beverly Hills, and rents like a bunch of Lamborghinis and park them in the garage and make all these videos talking about mm-hmm. how like you can get all this money and and they were all like yeah. fake. He just rented. Yeah, them re- all. read these ten books. Yeah. And if you don't read them, then you'll never be successful. It's all a scam. I love it I mean, though. At the end of the day, it's all a scam. I feel bad for the people who believe it, but I think it's fantastic. It sounds oh, like this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like it's it's the it's the twenty first <laughs> century pyramid scheme, right? It's like the guy that shows up and like Paul, this like I don't know if you even know anybody that's involved in these things. And I know Derek, you My would neighbor. because that's, that's more your generation. But like, yeah. you know, there's like Avon and uh what's the other one? Melaleuca's another one, and then um I know there's um my my girlfriend Amway used to be the big Are those like makeup things one. too where they so, like women will like sell makeup and they have to recruit yes, other people yes, exactly so like that's that's, great. that's that's what it used <laughs> to be and now that's still booming cuz now you've got social media and actually one of one of Angela's family friends she's a seller for one of these companies she just got a brand new Cadillac because she re- reached like ultimate platinum level but now the new scam is be one of these entrepreneur types build up your social media platform, then sell ads on the platform or just sell the account. That's what a lot of these guys do. They build up their account to like 100,000, 200,000 on Instagram and then they just sell it. Wow. You know, it's a a great business. You build it up and then you sell it or some of the like stupid accounts that I follow on Instagram every night around like, you know, seven, eight o'clock, they'll post like four or five sponsored ads and the guy will write in the comments like, Hey, keep scrolling, just, you know, securing my funds, you know, like, so he, he admits to his followers, like these are sponsored and they don't fit with what he normally posts, but he's got a million something followers and he's probably making a couple grand every time he makes these posts yeah. and just stacking away money. You know, it's like it's it, social media. It it's it's house, so crazy. A house local. It was like a, a mansion. It didn't fit in. And, uh, we were working there. And the woman, good-looking woman, older woman, and uh, her sister was like her assistant. So I'm talking. I says like, "What does she do for work?" You know, like it's like quite a house. Like didn't really fit in and stuff. Next time you guys can buy, it's right down the street. I'll take you by. But anyways, um, she goes, "Oh, she like runs like it was something called like shop.com or something." Hmm. So she goes, "You should come sometime. You get a great person." I'm like, "Is it a like a website or something?" Yeah, what the hell is you it? You know, this was like 15 years ago, so it was like yeah. really before like people were really buying stuff. She goes, "No, like we teach people how to recruit people to like do something." I'm saying to myself, like, "This lady's like just running a pyramid scheme." Yeah, I think she ended up getting in trouble for some bullshit thing she was doing, but it, it was basically like that. But my neighbor 
he got whacked big time. He got he was um like probably about four years ago. It was the biggest pyramid scheme. It was all the Brazilians they were selling phone cards, and oh, it was really? like it was something like twenty billion dollars. It was crazy. This guy he God. got busted with like eighty million dollars in his apartment. But Jesus my neighbor, Christ. he's Brazilian, and we were over his house, and he was trying to get me. I don't think he listens to this podcast, but anyways, yeah, he doesn't. But anyways, it, who, too bad he should have known smarter. But anyways, um, he's like they were selling phone cards. You know, it's like little phone cards. Like yeah, you know, yeah. Probably, you don't probably know what they are, but you used to buy long distance like phone cards, and they were selling them to Brazilians to call back home and. He was have he had so much money. He was going on trips just to spend cash to oh get God. rid of it, and then the whole thing just fell apart. But wow. he had like he was reinvesting, he was trying to recruit people. He's like, oh, you should get involved. And I just never forgot. You know, I don't, I yeah. didn't listen to everything my parents told me, but I just always remember my father telling me, if something's too good to be true, yeah. run away, dude, because yeah. it is. And it's well, the truth. You know, there's no easy way to make money. You know, unless yeah. you you know, rob somebody. I don't know. But I don't you know like what I'm saying. Don't rob anybody. And you have to get recruited too. Like, I don't want to be part of a club. I don't want to get recruited. You'll end I don't up next to door to my house. You, you want to hear a story. So I was at you Home Depot once. You want to recruit. <laughs> I was at Home Depot once and I'm buying lumber and this guy comes over to me and he's like, hey, you know where like the doors are? I'm like, oh yeah, they're over there. And uh, he like looks me up and down and he's like, are you a contractor? Because I had whatever, I had a list. And I was like, no, I, you know, I'm just, I, at the time I might've been doing like side jobs. I was like, no, I just do work on the side. He's like, Oh, okay. And then uh, he walks away and then I see him later in the store again. And I like kind of wave at him. He's like, Hey, I was thinking, he's like, do you have a card or something? He's like, um, I'm always looking for like work. And I'm like, okay, you know, like I'll give anybody a card. So I give him a card. He calls me like a week later and he's like, Hey, you know, this is like, I forget what his name was. And I met you at Home Depot. You gave me your card. And I was like, oh, yeah, what's up? And he's like, hey, so I've got like a, a project that I wanted to know if you want it to be like, you know, I don't remember how he worded it, but he's like, I got something going on and, you know, I wanted to see if you'd be interested in it. Like I work for this company and, and we're looking for somebody. And I kind of was like, OK, he's like, you know, and I was like, well, you want to like send me some info on it? He's like, well, why don't we grab a cup of coffee? Like, you know, I know like uh, I'll meet you at like Starbucks and I'll explain it to you. And I'm like. All right. So I have no idea this person. So I meet this guy at a Starbucks and he immediately is trying to sell me into this pyramid scheme. And he's he's like, he gives me a book. He's like, Oh, you got to read this book and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and like, you know, I'll meet you back in like a week and, and whatever. And I'm like, dude, I don't, this doesn't seem like a legitimate business. He's like, no, 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 this is a legitimate business. And I'm, you know, this guy has my card now. So he knows my name, my email address. And I'm like, I don't want to be a dick. So I just, I play along, whatever. Then, you know, um, a couple days later, he texts me and he's like, hey, like wanted to see if you got a chance to look through the book. And I'm like, hey man, you know, like I did, I'm not interested, but you know, in all fairness, I just want to give you your book back, you know, cause whatever. I didn't want to feel like I, he, like I took anything from him. So I go to give it back to me. He's like, oh, let me, he goes, let me call my boss. He's in China right now. Yeah. And, you know, I really think that he could, you know, get you to, to like take what I'm saying seriously. So he calls this guy who's supposedly in China and it's a whole scripted down the block. bullshit. He's like, oh, hey, uh, hey, Mike, um, you know, I know you just got out of that meeting, but I've got somebody here that I really think, you know, I think he would be great for the company and I just want you to tell him a little bit about it. So 
whatever. I listen to this guy's spiel and I and I'm like I'm Hello, like Mr. okay. And I'm like, all right, so uh, thanks, guys. And I just basically like got up and left. So as soon as I got in the car, I'm like, all right, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon here. Yeah. And I'm like, I just go on my phone. Two a.m. Like, in China. What time is it in China? <laughs> it's like four in the morning in China. And he's like, oh, I just got out of this big meeting. Yeah. And I wanted to turn around and walk in and just go like, dude, be better next time. Yeah. Because like this is just it was and it was like such a waste of my time. And it just pissed me off so much. And meanwhile, this guy is telling me how like how much money he makes. Then I waited in the parking lot because he didn't know what kind of car I drove. And I waited for him to get out and get in his car. He's driving like a busted up Kia with like a blown out back door. (laughs) And I'm like, this guy, man, like this guy. I didn't I I didn't even know what his real name was, but I couldn't believe that like of all the things like in a Home Depot, this dude is trying to pull, you know, some well, scam. Well, it's always amazing, like, when you hear these scams and you're like, who the hell falls from, like, they're so goddamn uh, yeah, stupid, know. but obviously people do, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, just, well, it's just amazing. A lot of stupid people in the world. Uh-huh. It's true. Can't fix stupid. Yeah. There's plenty of stupid There's no more natural selection nowadays. No. All these stupid people, you know, a thousand years ago would be eaten by, like, bears. Now they're, you know... They, they, Somebody they killed get, all the bears. Yeah, yeah, we killed all the bears, and now they get to just, now repro- just they get to reproduce and pass on their stupid genes to everybody. We're gonna have to get the bears. That's going. the problem. We gotta yeah. release some more bears. Yep. We gotta release some more bears. There's the title of the episode. Derek, what have you been working on this week? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Making baby bears. No, um, I've been working on um, playing with some 3D carving. I um, you know, obviously messing around with the CNC. I'm trying to get into the big boy league and do some 3D stuff. And it's kind of, I'm kind of starting to get the gist of it a little bit. It's, um, it's not difficult, but I just don't, you know, when you don't understand something, everything's difficult, you know, but I mean, I'm kind of getting the basics on it and, um, getting some progress, but then I take like two steps back, but, uh, you know, doing that, I'm working on, what else is I working on this week? What material are you 3D carving? That's the best part. So I was carving some Corian and some HDU. HDU is high-density urethane. And um, that stuff's nice. I I was thinking the other day, you should actually get some, Chris, because when you start using it, it's like you really can't break a bit with it. Like it's, I, I wonder how long it would last, like a bit, because the stuff is so soft, but it carves so nice. Like you can just shape it nice and... It's just really beautiful stuff. They have different weights of it. I think it goes by like, like it's like 15 pound and 20 pound, which I'm assuming is like by square foot or square yard or something like that. And the stuff I have is one inch thick. You can get it up to like two inches, but a lot of people glue it together with, um, you can use like polyurethane glue or some people use Bondo and stuff like that, but it takes paint nice. But, um, no, Where just, do you get it? Um, there's a sign. I got lucky that you can. Well, there's a place, Grimco, that they'll ship it to you, and they ship it next day. And um, I think it's like free shipping, but it, the stuff's not cheap. It's like two fifty a sheet. But you know, it, it, obviously, you can get a lot of signs out of it if you're not oh, practicing yeah. on it. But um, they're actually. Just, I'll just turn mine into a two hundred fifty dollar, just like pile of dust. Yeah, 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 and. Uh, <laughs> There's a there's one right by me in Bill Ricca, so it's not too far, you know. So I went up there and picked it up, and it was pretty cool. They had like everything for signs there, you know. You could 
get whatever the hell you needed. But um, you know, it's um, it's fun to work with because it's not, you know, it's it's real quiet when it cuts. You know, it doesn't make noise like you know the wood or the MDF. But um, you know, just trying different ideas. You know, it's um, fun to experiment a little bit here. I've been um, doing 3D carvings and adding some epoxy to it for you know changing the colors of it and stuff like that. So. Just um, doing some stuff like that, you know. So when you are, uh, I don't, I'm learning Vectric right now. Uh-huh. When you are uh, programming the toolpath in Vectric, does it? Do you tell it what you're carving? Do you tell it that you're carving HDU, and does it know like what to do? Or? No, no. So there are like certain things, and I, I wonder if that, you know, I, I was thinking of that the other day because there are different things you can pick. Like you can pick your carving. MDF or oak or even metals or plastics and stuff. And I don't know if there's somewhere where you can set parameters for that. And uh, because that was like the mistake I had made when I first started using the CNC, I thought whatever it spit out for the numbers was just what it was supposed to be. And it couldn't be further from the truth. But, um, you know, it's it, you know, I start everything just real slow. But I noticed like with this Corian, I wasn't having any problems. And, of course, I broke a bit today, another bit, and um, it was like a – it was a V-bit, but it was like a real sharp-angled one. And I had one that was real similar, but every time I was cutting with it, it was turning – I don't know if it was the static electricity, but the chips were all just bunching up and staying in a pile right in the cut. And they couldn't get it to clear it. I don't know if it's a down cut or an up cut just because it's a weird-shaped bit. I've never used it before. But um, it caught it carved fine, you know. I mean, it was a little bit rough, but it actually looks good because I was carving uh, some wings, so it gave the feathers some texture, and it looked what texture, I guess you like to say. But uh, it uh, looked good, so um, texture. But uh, but yeah, so that, that's what I've been doing, just uh, a little bit of 3D carving, just trying to finish up some stuff, so. So you've had that CNC for, what, like three months now? Yeah, three or four months. Do you feel like it's just like an extension of your workflow, but from like a 2D standpoint at least? Because it seems like you've got it down, it's, you, you know, know, you've got it down to a science. It's funny you said that. So the sign I'm making, the top of it's arched, and um, I was going to like lay it all out and cut it out. So I laid out the arch on the CNC, and I said, you know, if I'm going to do that, I might as well do the side rails in the bottom too. So I'm literally going to take um one by eights that i have and just attach them to the wasteboard and cut out all the sides like so i'll cut out instead of ripping them on my table saw i'm just gonna cut everything at one time with the cnc you know nice yeah yeah so i was watching uh jay bates he does a lot of like i mean his cnc stuff's just over the top i mean he has like a crazy you know um wasteboard that he had made it's just so involved but he does a lot of um really crazy stuff i i gotta finish watching he did a video maybe a month ago now it's maybe a couple weeks but uh he built tables like kitchen tables but legit like regular tables like they don't look like the cnc tables like all the rails and all the joinery everything with the cnc it's it's unbelievable you know he did but it was a lot of work like set up and everything and laying it out you gotta know what you're doing with that stuff but yeah uh, yeah I'm, I'm just now starting with the cnc uh-huh. um you know with the tormach and yeah. um i have a video for my youtube coming out tomorrow where i made that little remote switch 
Yeah. Which was actually, it was really simple. It's like a, you know, like a five minute long video, but um, it's got, there's a lot of applications for it. And it's funny because after I posted about it on my Instagram for anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about. So like my CNC has a uh, vacuum hold down table and it's a 220 vacuum and the switches on the back side of the machine and the way I set my machine up, I can't get to it. So I wanted like a 220 remote switch. So I was just going to buy one of those dust collector switches where you like plug something in. Um, and then uh, there's a little switch and it turns on and off. But the dust collector ones for a 220 volt circuit are like 90 bucks. Um, and all it is, is just, it's a little switch with a remote. Like it doesn't have to be $90. So I was on Amazon looking for one and I found this, uh, you know, Chinese one, whatever, that's 240 volts, 40 amps with 606 reviews and it's $20. So I bought that and the, set the setup that I did, I can run any 220 volt thing off of this switch now. So I could run like a heavy duty pump. I could run, you know, anything, uh, which is kind of nice without actually having to flip a switch. So having that all set up, having the vacuum table and all that stuff done. I'm like so excited to start running tool pads, but I'm nervous. I'm like scared to like start cutting. I just feel like the bit's just going to just go down like the Hindenburg, like right into the table. Yeah. Well that it's funny because, you know, when I first started, like that was like a, every time I turned it on occurrence and that really doesn't happen anymore. And it happened today. And I think the issue I was you having, crashed? Yeah, I caught it. When I start, I'm like a contestant on like um, a game Family show. Like with my, yeah, with my hand on the buzzer ready to go, you know. But um, once it starts going, I'm okay. But I think what happened was, um, like we were saying, I, we spoke a little bit before the show, when you set something up for 3D, if you have like an inch piece of wood, you can decide where you want it in the piece of wood. So you can have it cut to the top of the piece of wood or to the bottom of the piece of wood where it would cut. Like if you had a quarter-inch thing, you could have it cut three-quarters of an inch top off and then have it just be three-quarters, one-quarter of an inch, or you could have it cut up top. And I think I might have had that set wrong. So my depths were right, but the actual model was too far down in the thing. So I don't know. I get frustrated, you know, just like anything else. I ask a young kid. I actually message uh brody young a lot yeah he uh he really i mean i don't think he he was using um easel and he knew how to do that and then he um got a cnc and i mean he's really like taken like like a fish to water he's just you know he made like some nice scale uh handles and stuff that you know he, he cut them all and then textured them all and i mean he does some really really amazing stuff so mm -hmm. He's always a good resource. You gotta have yeah, good friends. I, I I know I saw his video where he made the knife scales yeah. and um that's something that I really want to do with my CNC now uh -huh. is I wanna do the chef's knife that I made a couple of months ago. I wanna do uh I wanna cut the blanks on the Wazer and I wanna cut the scales one hundred percent on the Tormach, uh -huh. cut and texture them yeah. and just make it so that I can essentially like pull that off the water jet, yep. heat treat the blades, grind the bevels and put the scales on and be done. 
You yeah, should like make little it. kits, little knife kits. You could send them well, a blade. You could send them the scales, the, the pins, and everyone could just put it together. And it already heat treated. All they got to do is like grind it and sharpen it. Exactly. I could send out preheat treated, uh, like hunting knife kits with scales and corby bolts. Yeah. And you literally could just grind in the bevel post heat treat. Um, and you just obviously you have to be careful because you'll you can ruin the temper. But I've yeah. ground. Almost every knife I've ever made, I've ground post heat treat because if you try to grind in something to like zero grind when you grind it down to nothing and then you heat treat it, I don't care what you do, it's going to warp. Yeah. Like, especially like, like yeah, when you've ever, uh, Paul, you've never heat treated with um, quench blocks, right? You've no, only ever heat treated I've in never oil. Done stainless. So when you heat treat stainless, you put the, the piece in a foil packet to isolate it from the uh, oxygen. And then when you temp, uh, when you uh, quench it, you don't really quench it. You air cool it. You put it in between two aluminum blocks and you uh, spray it with compressed air to get it to cool down like really rapidly. And if you think about it, like those aluminum blocks are supposed to keep it from warping. So if you have a square and flat blade, it's going to hold it steady. It's going to be more you surface have, contact because the whole you know yeah. knife is going to be touching. Exactly. But if you have a bevel already ground in your blade right there, you've lost contact on the whole edge. So the edge is still going to wave out or potentially warp or lean in one direction. So it doesn't make sense, in my opinion, to ever grind before you heat treat. Or a stock removal knife. For a stock removal knife. Yeah. 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 Obviously, if you're forging in, a, a, you could pre-forge in your bevels, but obviously that's a way different thing. Yeah, totally but, different, um, yeah. But I really think that, like, considering, you know, it's easy enough to design stuff on the computer um, and having the Wazer to be able to cut stainless really accurately, I feel like there's a good opportunity for me to make chef's knives super efficiently and make bring bring the workload down to, like, you know, two to three hours a knife and that's it and basically just grind in bevels which i could get young lewis to grind in bevels come on yeah get lewis to get, get lewis a little action come on lewis <laughs> he hasn't been by in a while so yeah oh yeah he's busy with those air conditioners well last time he came by i think was when i got the tormach and he was like panicking because he was so scared it was gonna fall off the trailer oh like, really well he, you know what I every time he goes in that there, case i agree with him Dude, he was there the day that I unloaded the iron worker. That was the sketchiest move and unload that I've ever done. Yeah, Lifting that, that iron worker out of my truck with the Harbor Freight engine crane was like absolutely terrifying. I think that iron worker weighs as much as my iron worker. It's 2,300 pounds yeah, without the stand. Like 2,600. Yeah. Well, yours, yeah, I think yours is hydraulic. So it's yeah, a lot yeah. Lighter. But it's funny, but it, it looks small, but that thing is dense. Yeah. It's like crazy. Yeah, my, my iron worker's all inch and a quarter plate, like the whole way. Yeah. And the flywheel on it's got away three hundred pounds at least, three or four hundred pounds. It's huge. Yeah. You know, the flywheel's insanely big. That's crazy. Um, it's a great machine though. I love my iron worker so much. Uh, it's such a great tool to have. I told Jimmy he's gotta I sent him that one and the he's gotta get one. It's crazy yeah. to not have the, one. Jimmy Jimmy won't go out of his way to buy one, but what'll happen is I'll wind up finding one. Yeah. buying it and yeah. somehow once i have the trailer it's like all bets are off yeah because it'll just be so much easier for me to do that's um that's been the next the next thing is just trying to go out and find a freaking trailer that 
will last for more than two days on a Facebook marketplace before somebody sells it. Or I don't understand every other trailer that I find has no title. And it is like the yeah, most frustrating thing. Yeah. Nobody has a title for their trailer. And I all like, I wonder, like, I just don't understand how stolen. everyone has lost their titles for their table, for it's their stolen. trailers. Yeah, that's true. A lot of them are probably stolen. Yeah, you're probably right. Why, why don't you just like finance one? Like just go to a, get a new one and finance it. it can, they can't be too bad, right? I'm sure a lot of people do that. I was going to, um, you, I was going to get like the exact one that I want is a uh, six by 12 tilt deck tandem axle. Yeah. And it's uh 5,700 bucks and I could finance it. It's actually at that trailer place up by Jimmy's. They have yeah. it in stock. Like it's ready to go. I could go and get it. You know, I could go and get it, but I just feel like I, you know, it's just like buying a brand new car where like that same trailer on the used market would be like half that price. And, you know, I, yeah, no, I get I what know. you're saying. I, like if I needed it tomorrow, I would, if I needed it tomorrow, I would finance it and I would just like do it. But yeah. it's like, eh, gotta know. get those deals. Gotta chase those deals. I can't be like going out and buying brand new stuff. Like you'll lose ruin my whole image. Yeah, lose I'll lose, I'll lose all my credibility. Street cred. Yeah. I'll lose all my credibility. You know, now I'm in the in the purge. I'm trying to trying to purge and get rid of stuff. Which so. I, yeah, which is un which mom it's a monumental thing that's yeah, happening right now. I saw oh. that everyone who's listening, make sure you go if you're interested in a uh whatchamacallit? What the hell is that thing? Oh radio, radio drill. It's, it's, it might be it's taken. Sold. Oh it's actually sold. sold. You're right. You radio drill is that. sold. Well there might really? be there might be some more stuff coming on the market. Radial drill is sold. Uh, you will be seeing a lot more of it late uh, soon. It was sold. It, it's staying within the family. Oh, so it, it is going to that person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's staying within the family, and uh, you know, it's it had it had to go. I mean, it was it's such a weird thing though because it's like it's such a specific tool. But I think that like if you you know, and, and, and I got like interest, you know, a bunch of people like messaged me, you know, like, oh, like I would love to have this. I like, wish I, I had money. To yeah, buy. I wish I had it. Well, Don't here, guess that, what? Right? So, so if you go on, if you go on uh, eBay right now and you type in Walker Turner radial drill, the cheapest one on eBay has no motor and it's like $1,600. Oh my God. And then there are other ones on there. Like I'm looking right now, there's one with, that's twenty three fifty or best offer. Oh no, I'm sorry. The cheapest one on there has no motor and it's a thousand bucks. Then there's another one that's thirteen hundred. Uh, you know, like they're not they're not cheap. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You had a good price for that thing. Yeah, and I mean, mine's like you've seen it in person, Paul. So you were there nice. when I moved it. Yeah, yeah, we unloaded it in your garage. It, it's it's mint. Um, so it's uh it's going to a good home, and I know that it's like it's absolutely like the perfect, uh, the perfect fit for it. So you'll have to wait and see follow at make everything shop on Instagram. If you want to find out who bought the radio drill, it's really not that hard of a guess, but it's not, me. it's not Derek and it's not Paul. It's our fourth friend. Yeah. It's the only other person the only other that we know. Yeah. It's not Chris cash either. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Chris cash, by the way, sent me a, extremely aggressive and threatening message at the thought of you getting the acorn table before he gets it. 
Uh, uh, well, listen, I'm going to go get that thing. I'm going to see. He already has one. He's got. I That's just what saw I said. He, he just bought well. one. He they, just bought one like four days ago. Exactly. And I was so relieved when he bought it because I was like, oh, he'll like give, give me a break because he wants mine like so bad. Well, and I said to him, I'm like, dude, it's such like it's a five by five, like two inch thick table. Like it is not an easy thing to move. You know, like that's a, that's a five by five, right? I think he got like a new five by five. Story, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm hoping that my acorn table is on its way out and it'll be going to Connecticut. I'm going to have a TIG weld. You know what? We could, we could do a weld off. We'll do a TIG welding competition. Whoever's better could keep the table. Yeah, you versus him. Exactly. 100%. But it's funny because if I do get rid of the acorn table, I actually like kind of win on it because I, I didn't pay for the acorn table and obviously I'm not selling it to you. Yeah. You're just, it's just going to your shop, but it has a five foot by five foot quarter inch plate on it that I can use on the plasma table Oh, there you and go. actually get a ton of work out of. And at the end of the day, the money that I spent on that plate, which I think it was kind of expensive. I think I paid like 300 bucks for that plate. Um, wow. Was it so like, that's, what'd you say? Was it a four? Was it a oh, five by five? You said five by five. Oh, so you, oh yeah. What'd you get it cut out of a bigger sheet? Like a I got it cut out of a five by 10. Yeah. Yeah. So I paid like a good bit for it. So at least I feel like now I'm getting like, cause I can make a lot of parts out of a five by five sheet, a quarter inch. Yeah. Like I can make like everything out of that. I will. I'll use like every shred of that piece of plate. So well, that's the great thing about a CNC is you could just even if you have a little weirdly shaped scrap on there, you could throw it on and figure out how to fit your part on there and just use it. It's so exactly. cool, and and that plate has a warp in the middle of it from when we made those big hinges. But like as long as your parts, parts are small, you won't notice a warp in them. Unless exactly, you the part that's five feet long. Yeah, and I'm putting so much heat into the part anyway. Like they're gonna know, warp. Yeah, they're them, gonna warp a little bit. They're gonna warp anyway. So I'm 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 super excited to uh to to start plasma cutting and and the replacement for that CNC table is not going to be uh too shabby no let's hope i mean listen it's well, you know we're moving on bigger and better things yeah we, that's all we got to do so um i guess that's what i have coming up that's i'll talk about what i'm working on next so i i finished the ramp so now i can put that behind me and now the next the the next kind of batch of projects is all you know learning this new skill of like running you know running the plasma table i don't really need to do too much because it's just like it's just like 2d you know yeah. it just runs um and obviously there's stuff to to learn about you know speeds and feeds and you know uh amperages and stuff like that but i think it'll be a quick study to kind of figure that out but learning how to run the cnc and understanding all the different you know cutters and all that stuff i think is going to be a really a really cool experience and derek my goal is to get like to your spot where you're like oh i was going to cut this on like the bandsaw but if i could just do it on the cnc and i know it's going to be perfect and i could you know make a hundred of them yeah. you know the way jimmy uses his you know he doesn't even think twice he's like oh i have to make the sides of these trailers like i'll put those little jigsaw pieces in and boom they're done yeah, it is amazing the different things you can do. You know, just have to have a little bit of imagination, you know. Yeah, just wait till you start using that uh, rotary axis. Oh, no, that's I, base, I, 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 that company. 
Yeah, I thought I would have had that dug out by now, but it just seems like I'm always so busy to just mess with that, you know. But I definitely want to play with that. Jimmy just got a nice one. Did you see that one? I saw him setting it up. He got a fifth axis? I thought he yeah. always had one. No, I'm not a fifth no. axis, the rotary axis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he got ShopBot sent them one. So That's awesome. It, it's like unbelievable looking. It's, it's got to be uh, some definitely some money for that thing, but... Real heavy duty, well, well built, beautiful. So I'll let him figure it out, you know, and then I'll just copy him. It's easier <laughs> that way sometimes. Yeah, that's right. You just tell him. I mean, he runs Vectric too, so you just got to tell him, like, hey, listen, yeah. send me the files. <laughs> yeah, it's, I was messing around with Vectric the other day. There's like just a little tab you hit, and it's like pretty, not self explanatory, but it's pretty, It's. I don't think it's that difficult. I mean, I don't say it's not that difficult, but I mean, it's, you can get through it. It's pretty amazing how. Like, a lot of times when you, um, in Vetric, like, you'll just bring up pieces and stuff, and it seems like it they know what you want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it's, a lot of stuff just, you know, I don't know, somebody smart made that stuff, so it'll work, you know? That's the thing that, and I know Paul, like, has no context of this, but just kind of learning, trying to learn uh, Aspire, which is, like, Vectric, but it does the 3D modeling. The program is, like, so well thought out. I mean, it, it's not, like... It's not like kindergarten uh, kindergarten CS, CNC, like the easel software that uh, came with the X-Carve. Like, that's, like, really, like, yeah. stupid proof. Like, you Microsoft just draw, game. like, huh? Yeah, it was, well, it was, like, it was, like, you drew a shape, and then you drew another shape, and you were either going to cut inside the shape or uh, outside the shape. Yeah. It was, like, so, so simple. Um, and it, it definitely worked, you know, yeah. it worked for what for what yeah. you needed to do but then you go into you step into like the vectric software and it's like you know you can tell it if you want to cut a shape you can tell it you know which way it's going to cut the shape which way it's going to start cutting the shape so if you've got like weird grain in the wood it, you know uh, you can really like tune it so that it does exactly what you yeah. want and get like really good results i mean you guys definitely saw when jimmy did that guinness inlay in the table Paul, did you yeah, see that? Yeah. So like that was done with like two V carves, right? A positive and a negative, and then he glued the positive into the negative yeah. and then sanded it away. Um, and it looked like it looked like it was filled with epoxy, but it was maple inlaid yeah. in walnut. You know, yeah. it was like. And that's you know, like two sided carves with pins and stuff like that. Then they have they call it tiling. So if you, you know, wanted to you know see and see something huge, and you only had a small table, you can just move it around and. You know, it'll put all the pieces together for you. It's it just, it's unbelievable, you know, but that's why they make the big bucks. They're smart people. Listen, that's why the software is $2,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, yeah, it's really amazing stuff. So it's, yeah, it's, it's worth it, you know? Yeah. Derek, what do you have coming up in the next week? The next week, uh, um, I have. That stupid, not, I don't want to say stupid, well, he don't listen to the podcast, but the stupid trophy. I mean, I finally got all that sandpaper from Ferd. Thank you, Ferd. But um, I have to wet sand that thing, and um, so that's going to take some time. And I'm putting lights in it, so I'm going to be working on that, wiring the lights for that. I can finally be done with that, but I've been waiting for the sandpaper for a while, and um, I'm just excited to do that because I've never really done that. I've always wanted to, like, get something to, like, a perfect finish. And um, now I have the sandpaper to do it, plenty of it. So I'm going to be working on that. Sand it, paint it, then don't touch it. Yeah, no, not even look at it. 
<laughs> Don't even look at it. Yeah, no. It'll be up on the shelf where I can't touch it. So, but, oh, Paul, what it. do you got going on? Um, well, I have to install those little railings at that house um, that I worked on. And then right now we're currently putting together um, the anchor bolts and the leveling plates so they could be set in the concrete for a very big job I have coming up um, in the next couple of months. Um, they're like one-inch threaded rod. They're embedded like 18 inches into the ground. Um, and then basically we're just going to drop off the bolts with all the nuts and the washers installed on the leveling plates. And they could use all the leveling plates as a, um, a template to set, you know, the bolts. So the bolts are the boat. Uh, I can't even talk. The bolts are all perfect. And then when they come back and they could do the anchor bolt survey and then, you know, figure out exactly where the plates are, but at least, you know, in reference to each other, all four bolts will be you know, perfectly spaced. Um, nice. so that's what we're doing right now. Um, I don't know what else. There's a bunch of things coming up. I always keep, feel like I keep saying there's stuff coming up, but there is just a bunch of stuff coming up. But right now, it's not too crazy. That's good, though. Yeah. Getting through the rest of the summer. Yeah. Trying to enjoy myself a couple of you know, Wakeboarding as much as you can. Wakeboarding. Huh? You see me out there? Dude, where is your BMX bike? Come on, man. I got a giant ramp that you could jump. Well, you know, let me use one of yours. I'll jump over that ramp. Did you talk to him at all, uh, the kid with the ramp? Like how, so, how's he doing with the ramp? We had a uh, we had a uh, a setback with so all okay, right uh, oh hold on so we did the the final shots of the ramp um, which I I I actually had a bunch of stories from that day when we did like the last setup that never got posted so I had a bunch of stuff like the guys riding it and all this stuff that just like disappeared but um. So this was on a Tuesday and he was leaving on Friday with like five of his friends to go across the country. So um, this kid's 23 years old, right? Uh, He lives at home with his, with his family and the truck, the van was registered in his mom's name and insured in his mom's name when he got it. So his Uh mom told him you cannot, she goes, as soon as the ramp is done, the the van cannot be in my name. Or you can't drive it because I don't want to be liable for this ramp. And I, she's a hundred percent right because he doesn't own anything. He has no assets, but she has <laughs> this house. She, had, you know, she has a house. I'm sure she has other properties that she owns, and like she's now the person that owns that car, yeah. right? So she's tied to that ramp. So, um, you know, he had a lot of stuff going on. So whatever. And normally you could just go to the DMV and change the registration on any vehicle. You know, you just pay a, a title swap fee and that's it. But since a COVID now, you have to make an appointment to go to the DMV. Oh, Otherwise, God. you can't do it. So Thursday, the day before he's going to leave, he calls his insurance company. and He changes the insurance at his name. Then he goes to the DMV and they won't let him in because he doesn't have an appointment. And they tell him he can either make an appointment, which the earliest appointment is like two weeks away, or do it by mail. And that takes three weeks. So Thursday night, he texts me because he couldn't get one of the straps undone because I did like the loop to loop on the ratchet straps and you sometimes you have to kind of like jiggle them off yeah and he texts me he's like dude i can't figure out how to get these straps off what's going on and i go why are you taking the straps off i call him he goes and he tells me the whole story he's like i can't take the ramp with me so he's currently on a trip i mean he's only going to be gone for two weeks and you know it it is what it is right like it's a two-week trip and when he gets back he has the ramp so it's not like all this was for nothing he's obviously going to get 
use out of the ramp. And like, even just that day setting it up and riding it was awesome. You know, like people were stopping and, and watching with their kids and like a cop pulled into the parking lot and just looked at us and left. Like it's such an eye catcher that nobody cares, but the whole thing of him like going across the country and like utilizing it on his way kind of fell apart. So, I mean, listen, this isn't the first time he's going to go across the country. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but it would have been cool to, I wanted him to go and use it. And then when he got back, we were going to get together one more time and then just, you know, kind of figure out what else we might've had to do adjustments or whatever. But overall the project came out great. Just, just out of curiosity, if that was max, right. And Christina told him that you think Christina would have let him take him the van across country. She would have been like, honey, take it. His she would have been hot. like, Oh, I feel so it's bad. Hot. Yeah. It's yeah. And, you, and you know what? This kid, he's a good kid. I said, dude, like that really sucks. Is there any convincing her? And he goes, listen, it is what it is. That was it. Huh? Yeah. And I don't know. Obviously I don't know how the conversation went between him and his mom, but like me at 23, I would have been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking it off. And then like, I'm out of here. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm my mother like, wouldn't let me do the ramp, do the, 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 the ramp at all. But if I had the ramp, she'd let me take it. Of course she that's would. my mother. Yeah. Like if the yeah. ramp somehow, like I already had it, she'd let yeah. me take it. But the ramp yeah. would be getting built. If that makes any sense. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was cool though. Cause the, the day that we did the, uh, the Tuesday that we did like the test shots, like the final shots, uh, Anthony's grandpa, is like pretty like you know super involved and like super supportive and he came out that day so the whole time we were riding the ramp his grandpa was hanging out sitting in a little chair watching and was like oh i remember when he was like this big i used to take him to the skate parks and now to see him like jumping this huge ramp like it's so cool and like i mean even just the fact that the kid i got it, that, that ramp was ten thousand dollars that's the what fact I was that the, the kid had ten thousand dollars to just like hand me to build this for him and like you know, obviously it was something that he had to think about, but he didn't have to think too hard about it. Like yeah. I give, I have a massive amount of respect for the little empire that he's built for himself. hundred yeah, percent. Cool. That's what I was thinking. So what was the story behind the cash? Was that like a uh, strip of money or something? Or? So he, he knew that, you know, he knew he owed me the second half of the payment and just because he wanted to mess with me, he went to the bank put the duffel bag on the counter and said, I need $5,000 in singles. And they wouldn't give them to him. They only gave him 3,000 in singles really? and then 1,000 in fives and 1,000 in tens. <laughs> so he hands me this heavy duffel bag with five grand so in small funny. bills. So it was hysterical. And in the duffel bag was a Smirnoff ice, which yeah. Derek, I don't know if you know what getting oh, ice the, is. I, I, when you hide a, a Smirnoff ice, then you have to drink it in one shot. And of course, Matt just like slammed it in the parking lot. <laughs> and continued on with our day. But, um, yeah, it's, it was, it was funny. And obviously like, he's a, he's like a shock jock kind of YouTube guy where his channel's all pranks and stuff on his friends. And so it'll be funny for his channel. And there's a, there's a hysterical clip of me laying on the ramp at like, and he dumped the money on me. So I'm laying on the ramp, like, like buried in, in dollar bills. So (laughs) he should have gave it to you in pennies. Yeah. So, uh, and here's, here's, so my friend, Tommy, he won't hear this, uh, cause his wedding is on Sunday and this episode isn't going to come out for a couple days later, but I'm going to give him his wedding gift in a small box in all singles. Nice. nice. <laughs> so he's going to get, he's going to get a couple hundred bucks in just singles in a, in a box. That's funny. <laughs> It's you know you can't get change. There's a, a store around us, like a like Ocean State job lot or something. 
If you bring in the change, roll to change, they'll give you like $125 for every $100. Wow. If you buy this stuff, yeah, because they need change that bad. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, it's nuts. That's crazy. I worked at a uh, I, I worked at a company where we'd always send this guy out for lunch every day, and no matter how much your lunch was, you never got change. And it wasn't so much about the money; it was just the principle of like, you know, like yeah, like I gave you a ten and you bought me two slices of pizza, like that. It just yeah. annoyed me. So yeah. one day I went out and I got two hundred dollars in singles, and every time I would buy lunch, I'd go. I kept it in my toolbox, so I would open my <laughs> toolbox. And I'd always dole him out, whatever it was. Maybe I'd give him an extra buck. But I was like, dude, you're not taking me on like a $20 bill for like, yeah. you know, a, a, a slice of pizza or like a cheeseburger. Like it, it ain't happening. The, the best is Olivia working at the ice cream place. Oh, she yeah. gets all singles and change. And Christina and tips, will right? go, yeah, yeah, the tip job. And when Christina cashes it in, she always has to make sure the tellers know that her daughter's not a stripper. <laughs> she, she works at an ice cream place. But I tell you. She has, we fill up the Ziploc bags, the gallon Ziploc bags. We had like two or three of them. Um, it was like something like $900 in change. It was ridiculous. It was over $1,000. But it just, that's fantastic. Yeah, just tips. So. How's the ice cream business these days? Well, obviously, pretty good. Seems I mean, to be she, she's, uh, she's doing well for herself. Yeah. So, that's fantastic. But, yeah. Yeah. But that's about it. That's yeah. All so, I got. What are you guys been watching in the last week? What kind of uh, what kind of content are we absorbing? Who are we going to shout I've, out? I've been watching this guy, David Parker. Parker? Parker. Is it P A H K A H? Yeah, it's P A R K E R. And what piqued my interest was he built a canoe out of paper. Yeah, it's like newspaper and stuff like that. And it was really cool how he did it. He did it during lockdown, and um, he just took a canoe, covered it with a top, and just like epoxy paper over it, and then cut it off, and then kind of put it together. But it actually really came out nice. And wow. um, yeah, it's really cool. And then he, um, so I and that was like, oh, I got to go on his channel. And he ended up doing like a pizza oven he made and some really cool stuff. You know, he uh, yeah, just basic stuff, but like the the paper canoe was pretty cool. I liked it. So I knew it would nice involve week. epoxy. Huh? I knew it would involve epoxy. Of course. Everything yeah. goes back to epoxy. Look at even my hat. Jamestown, JB. There you go. There you go. There you go. Paul, so, what have you been watching? So I I watched um David Blaine on, on the Joe Rogan experience. Dude, you took went, my David Blaine. Are you serious? That was my guy. Get out of here. You you were gonna say that for today? <laughs> That's yes. so funny. I was watching all, all his videos because of he was on the podcast, and then I just did a deep dive on his YouTube channel of all the crazy stuff he does. It, I think that I don't believe in magic, but that's if there's anyone that's actually magic, it's that guy. I mm. this stuff doesn't even make sense. Like, did you see the one where he took he takes a wedding ring? He took I think it was like Emma Stone. He's with always with celebrities. He took like Emma Stone's husband's wedding ring or something, and then. And then he swallows it, right? And then he goes, can someone grab me, like, a coat hanger? And they go to their closet, and they get, like, a wire coat hanger, and they bend it, and they pull it long ways. So it's still a loop. And he sticks the thing down his throat, completely down his throat, into his stomach, and he pulls it out, and the wedding ring's looped in the coat hanger. It's, like, (laughs) the stupidest thing ever. Like, how do you even do that? 
Like, and then the coat hanger, like, it's just a random coat hanger. Like, there's nothing, you know, there's no little cut in it where he slipped it on. Like, he takes that bare coat hanger, it goes into his mouth, and it comes out with a ring on it. It's so crazy. I don't know. Yeah. It's just his, his, the, the, like, the romanticism that he's, like, put to the whole magic act and how much he cares about it is just like you have to listen to his Joe Rogan interview. It was and really good. I'll have to listen to that. Do you remember David Copperfield? Yeah, when he jumped yeah. to the Great Wall of China. Well, me and Christina went and seen him in in person. This is years ago. I think my parents did that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like in a show in Boston. It was really cool. We had like these great seats where like you know it was in a nice theater. But like I'm like, what the hell's all this shit everywhere? You know. So we're up high, and you can see because the way like we're above like the lights, all like these little wires and everything. Oh, so like at God. the end of the show, like he's making stuff like fly through the theater and stuff. I'm like, it's all just hanging. I'm like, ruined it, like totally ruined it. Like yeah. you know, you could see all the magic, like stupid shit, and uh, it just really ruined it. But we went one time and seen Penn and Teller. They're and good. That, that, that was pretty good. They did a couple card tricks, and they used diamond plate. And they came out with like two forklifts. It was like four by eight sheets of diamond plate, and they were like made up like cards. And they'd shuffle them, and they literally picked it up with forklifts, and they dropped the diamond plate. It was all like you know, and that's how they oh, do the card funny. thing. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, they're really good. They're really good. So, I don't know. Yeah, I David Blaine. That was that. I've been watching. I've been watching some of his videos and just like listening to his theory on you know some of the stuff he does and why he does it and. It's just, it's just crazy. And then I watched a couple of card trick videos because I was like, oh well, you know, I gotta see, like, I gotta learn how he does. Oh yeah. Stuff. And there's yeah. like such a simple one that he did, that like he's known to have done. I think they said he did it to like George Bush or something, something like that. Uh huh. And um, it's you know this guy explains it, and it's like such a simple card trick like it yeah, is so a lot of that stuff dead when stupid it, simple it, you know? it's so simple like it's literally like it's literally just like manipulating four cards like the top four cards yeah. on the deck and but the effect is fantastic and it's like you know uh it's just really interesting i don't know listening to his uh listening to his rogan interview um got me that. interested in him that's really Who's, funny that you chose that because yeah, every time we do I mean. the podcast, like as we start, I'm like, oh shoot, who did I watch? And I go scroll through my last that's watch right. YouTube that's videos. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, David Blaine, that's what I'll use. <laughs> it was that's so right, funny though. But um so there is one the one guy, you know, Derek, you did him already, but it's the what's the the kid who did the um the baseball bat? Oh, I did him. Stuff made. Oh, here. you did him. I watched yep. the baseball bat one. It's so good. I guess he is not. He's not thirteen. He's like married. It's so yeah. funny because yeah. everyone always makes fun of him. They're like, "There's no way you have a wife." Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm an adult. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's crazy because you know my friend Johnny, who I made that skiing thing for. Yep. He bought this golf club that, um, you press a button. It looks just like a golf club, and it takes like the ram set cartridges, just like the baseball bat he did. And you, there's a button on the, on the handle of the golf club and you put the head of the club right next to the ball and a little, basically what he made, um, shoots out of the golf club when you press the button and it, and it drives the ball like 200 yards. But <laughs> the problem was it wasn't that fun 
because you know you're not swinging the golf club. You might as well just shoot it with a slingshot because it looks like a golf club, but all you're doing is pressing a button and the ball's getting launched. So I'm like, Johnny, how do we figure out a way to like get you know to have you swing, but when you swing, a charge goes off and hits it, and then a couple weeks later, here's this this guy with the baseball bat. So I wish like I Derek told me I, to reach out to him. I probably should. I want him to like help me build the thing for my friend Johnny where you swing the golf club. And then as you make contact, just like his thing, it launches the ball. Yeah. But you should reach out to him. You don't know I should. What you reach out to a famous YouTube personality. Could change your life. Well, it already has once. Could change your life. It already has once. Thank you. That's right. Thanks to Derek. Yeah, thanks to Derek. I'm, he, actually. He got that same Tormach, uh, you know, machine. Know. And when I was dealing with uh, Jason from Tormach, um, to like start working with them. He had told me that he, you know, one of the other people that he reached out to was the guy from stuff made here. And I was like, dude, that guy is like so talented. Oh, and he's, yeah. He's blown up so fast. So if you can't get in touch with him, I'm sure the people that I know at Tormach have a oh, way to get yeah. directly in touch with him. If you, I'm sure he, he must be getting oh, hundreds yeah. of messages oh, yeah. every day. Cause his channel grew from like, Two hundred thousand yeah, like videos. He's at half a yeah. million subscribers yeah. or something. Yeah, he's he's probably got to be over over half a million now. Um, and I remember, yeah, it's five hundred forty three thousand. I remember when I mentioned him, I think he had two hundred thousand. That was like, you know, less than two months ago. Yeah. So he he's got to be like, just inundated with people reaching out to him. Yeah. Um. So he's really. really yeah, oh, yeah, he's really good. And I love in his videos, like when he made the baseball bat thing, he's like, all right, so I did this and I did that and I did this and it didn't work. So I rebuilt the whole thing. Yeah. And it's like, it must have been so much work to go back and do it yeah. all again. I like when he says, I did the numbers and I, I'm like, what numbers are you doing for this? Like, what numbers? Like, where'd you come up with numbers for this? He's like, it should work based off the numbers. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I said about the ramp. I'm like, I did the numbers. Yeah. Meaning that I took how much the steel weighed per foot. I yeah. added it all up and I said, the roof is not going to collapse. Let's go. <laughs> Let's build yeah. it. But, and I said to Matt, can we make the gussets out of three eights? And he said, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it seems good. I, I seems think good. that'll be okay. That's the type of numbers I do. Seems good. Yeah, I just found somebody else. Oh, you know, uh, Cutworks on Instagram. He's been uh, working with Ben Ueda and um, Brett and Jesse have been over there. He must be near them in Joshua Tree. He made like a thing for his shop, like a gantry light, and he posted like an Instagram story about how he like did the load calculations in Fusion, and you could see like that, you know, like the color coded model where like as there's stress, it goes from green to red. I'm like, I, I have no idea how to do this. Was he designing a, a Lamborghini? I think it was actually like a little gantry crane, but it was like it looked like made out of wood i don't know I, I was very confused but it was really good so good job cut works but yeah i think that's it i think that's it for our 10th episode are we going to talk about the giveaway that we're doing yeah i don't yeah i don't know i don't know we're doing a giveaway so we're going to give something away right you know uh both both derek and paul have been very lucky they all they do is get free stuff they literally never pay for anything i'm over here sweating like a pig working hard trying to buy stuff Derek and Paul, they only get free tools. Especially Derek. Derek, Derek I haven't gotten free for. things. That Derek uh, is Derek beat me. Yeah. Derek has twice as much stuff as no, I No, I'm joking. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. All three of us have been very fortunate to work with amazing companies and have people yeah, that support us. Yeah, that is true. And we are all very thankful for the, the support that we get from the Instagram community on our personal pages and also, of course, on the Handmade Podcast. 
Instagram page. So if you go over to the Handmade Podcast Instagram page, you will be able to find out about a giveaway. I know for a fact Derek's going to be giving away your new favorite tool. Derek, tell everybody what it is. I mix quick spray paint shaker. Love it. I love that thing. It's the best thing ever. I used it all day today because I primed a ton of stuff. And the thing's awesome. And that's what I'm going to be giving away. I have two. I'm giving away one on my channel, and we'll be giving away one through the Handmade Podcast channel. I'll throw I'll throw mine in there. I got an extra one. There you go. So there's two. So we'll do – how many things are we going to give away? How many, how many people are going to win things? Since there's three of us, I feel like there should be three winners. The All chances right. of winning are very high. We are, are, you know, our listeners are not, you know, yeah. they're in the hundreds, not the. Not so, and we're also not. in one. We're at one hour and like ten minutes on this episode. Yeah. So you would have had to have made it yeah. all the way so to the end. Five so, of you yeah. in this contest. At, at, at that's like those YouTube creators that are like, oh, comment like banana, so that I yeah. know you made it to the end, and I, then you'll I be entered that. in a winner in a in a way to win. So you've made it all the way to the end. We've got two mix quicks. We're gonna give away. And I'm gonna make I'm gonna sweeten the pot a little bit. So all right, here we're gonna have we're gonna have uh, like a first Bag place first place prize, and then we're gonna have like the two runners up. So two runners up will each get we'll we'll get a mix quick, and then I'm I'll throw in for the grand prize. I've got some some random ferret abrasives goodies, and probably a bunch of other stuff in my shop because I'm cleaning that I will throw in like a mystery prize pack, and I'll throw some money from the uh, duffel bag full of singles in there too nice what are they gonna do to win they have to go on our instagram and i don't know what the we're heck we're making this up as we go we have no we're making this up as we go follow us on instagram so they have to follow all of us on yeah, instagram that's, important. that's at yes. paul pinto jr that's at Derek from alden that's at make everything shop that's at I the hand excuse me not the it's at Handmade podcast. And there'll be a post about this on our Instagram that displays in about three the rules. Mm. And it'll probably take us about a month for it to get there yeah. because none and of us use the Instagram. You may not even get the stuff. And yeah. you might get the stuff. You might not. But you're it not paying work. for it. Yes. So um, at the end of the day, if you get anything, then that's that's a good deal. It's I a win. Yeah. It's a win. So random stuff from me or a, or a spray paint shaker. These are your options. Yeah. And that's that's about it. So thank you everyone for listening to episode 10 of the handmade podcast. You've made it this far one hour and 10 minutes later. Uh, What? So they're going to write like on the handmade podcast, like I want the spray paint shaker. How do we know who enters? Um, They'll enter in the comments on on the the post. 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 Okay. On that post. And uh, you know, we're going to, maybe we'll make it like, we'll, we'll go to the extreme. Like it'll be like, follow us. You know, share it with 17 friends. You have to go on TikTok and unfollow Chad on TikTok. That's also the other way that you want to do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> you, have to, you have to unsubscribe um, from oh, Jimmy so Duresta's okay. YouTube channel. Yeah. And uh, you have to subscribe to... Uh, <laughs> To Paul Pinto. Paul you have to watch Paul Pinto's new yeah, skateboard video. video which is pissing me off. It's got only like two twenty six hundred views. You know sounds, what like, like, sounds like it was a lot of fun. It was I, it was a lot of fun, and now it's not any fun anymore because I don't know what's going on. But it's so crazy the way these things work. That video I posted on my Instagram, 
gets like 200 likes of me with all my friends riding a 20 yep. foot skateboard. It has 2,400 views. It has more than the YouTube video does. But, but then I post a picture of me just welding this staircase in mm. a day. It's got 800 or almost 900 likes. Wow. Like, how is the 20 foot skateboard not as interesting to people as the staircase? The, just the two metal staircase stringers. It doesn't even make sense. It's so weird the way things happen. But whatever. Maybe it'll like my guitar video six yeah. months from now. I mean, get 100,000 views. Your skateboard video is up to 3,700 views. Oh, really? Oh. Which I feel like I it was like, at like 2,000 before. It was, yeah. So maybe it's going to catch on. I, Who knows? You know, it's funny you said that. I didn't want to say something, but I looked at it when we were talking about it earlier, and I could have sworn it was at 2,200. It was. And then I just looked at it, and it was at 37. I'm like, I mean, sometimes I? sometimes when it gets a lot of views fast, it jumps. It dies, yeah. Like, Well, no, I'm saying it. Oh. No, it, like the, the counter doesn't doesn't react oh. like it goes it'll go from 2200 to 3700 in like you know it'll look like it oh, happened yeah. in an instant but uh you'll have to go check the trends so that that about does it for episode 10 thank you guys all for listening check out the rest of the shows on the makery network um there's a new one on the network i believe i oh, think boy. it's called the young makers yeah i think you're right um and i honestly yes. don't know who's on it but yep. they're young and they're makers. Yeah. It's called it's the, the young. They're young yeah, and they're makers. What could you know? Is it um, the Youngs? Is it that's the what youngs? I thought, but I don't know if it is. I don't think it's the the Youngs with a J. I think it's a different group of young makers. Um, but uh, this is uh, the Young Makers podcast here on the Makery dot network, um, and it is hosted by Kenzie Aaron a young maker from Canada where he forges beautiful knives from his home forge. Uh, join me and me alone as I walk you through my week and the audio issues I have had recently. I also cover some challenges I've had as a maker and some of the lessons I've learned on my journey towards being a craftsman. craftsman. That is episode one. You should check out the young makers, give them a listen, listen to Simple Little Life, listen to Knife Talk, listen to The Full Blast, listen to The Art of Craftsmanship, work for it, obviously The Handmade, and uh, unsubscribe from making it podcast, and that's about it. And make sure you subscribe back to Chad. Too. All right, Chad will yeah. be sad. All right, go back. You don't want to make it Chad sad. Yeah, you don't want to make Chad sad. All right, go back on TikTok and 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 re resubscribe to Chad. Oh, otherwise you can't win the giveaway. Remember how I talked? Another thing. Remember how I talked about my school? Yeah, oh, so selling to the Chinese. Shut oh. down. No school shut down. No. Can you imagine? Shut down. It, the school's been open since like the 1850s. <laughs> and one freaking orange Donald Trump looking lady ruined this school. Shut the school down. Now she's in El Salvador. I looked on her Facebook. She's posting <laughs> pictures from El Salvador. This is the old administrator of the school. This is the old headmaster. Sold so she it. sold the school, moved to El Salvador. Sold it to a Chinese company. Down. They default on their loan. They're under investigation. She moves, flees the country. The school shut down. So now my high school diploma is worth nothing. So it was worth nothing when you when you left with it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So, but now maybe it's more rare. Maybe you can sell maybe it. Maybe I can sell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, 
I think this is the first school that's I didn't even know school <laughs> shut down. I never even heard of a school shutting down. That happened like during like the great like you know like the, the great, great depression. depression. Yeah. And in like Detroit during like you know the the uh, the fault of the coal mines, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't this know you is, could uh, buy one. Well, uh, well uh, this is like uh, this is like Flint, Connecticut. I had to give people an update on the All right, an update on the school shutdown. Well, I hope everyone has a fantastic week and we will see you all next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.